After scoring nine runs and hitting three home runs on Wednesday, the Chicago White Sox had an ill-timed power outage. They supplied Dylan Cease with absolutely zero run support and waited until the very last minute to make things interesting. Uh, This White Sox team has had a lot of Jekyll and Hyde moments. Uh, These last two games were perfect examples. Uh, White Sox lose to the Tigers, but it was how they lost that made it so disappointing. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Uh, hey, Sox fans, you are going to love this. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Uh, Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Uh, Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. Uh, You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Four hits and one run that will not produce a lot of success. Uh, Dylan Cease deserved so much better. Uh, I'm going to tell you just how good he's been as a strikeout pitcher. Uh, But first, The White Sox are at the halfway point, and it's not good. Our Chicago White Sox sit at 39-42, and six games back in the division. Uh, White Sox lost to the Detroit Tigers 2-1 on Thursday night on the south side of Chicago. Uh, What a disappointing a game. I am convinced that I will have uh, definitely an ulcer by the time this year is through. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, it is getting difficult. The, the these uh, this roller coaster, uh, this this ride, as Steve Stone has called it, uh, I, it's getting tough. Uh, Thursday night was just a gut punch. Um, Cleveland and Minnesota were off. On Thursday, and there was ground to be gained, but uh, the Sox could not take advantage. Uh, they were five and one uh, against Detroit coming into the game on Thursday on this 2022 season. The only loss to Detroit this year uh, was that other ugly loss on opening day, April 8th. Uh, I still am haunted by that game. Uh, last time the White Sox saw Detroit. Uh, We were playing, of course, in Detroit. We swept the Tigers. And that last game of the sweep, uh, the Sox beat them 13 to nothing. 
Well, Detroit came into Chicago winning four in a row. They took care of business against the Cleveland Guardians. And as Hawk Harrelson, you know, used to say, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. And the Sox ran into a, a hot Detroit team. But, you know, it's not like Detroit, uh, you know, hit us out of the game or, or you know, it, it, it was just the Sox had opportunities and, and falling flat after a, a hot game. We're going to talk about that in this episode. It, it happened on Thursday. And I know you listeners, you've been watching White Sox baseball for a long time. You have seen it happen. The Sox score eight, nine, maybe 10 runs, and then come back and fall flat the next night. Like, who are these guys? Uh, it happened, and that's what made it so disappointing. Uh, Thursday night marked the 81st game. That's, of course, the halfway point of the season. Uh, ironically, uh, Sox played Detroit last year on the 81st game. Uh, they won that game handily, and they were 49-32 and 32 at the halfway uh, mark. Uh, they were six games up in the AL Central uh, at the halfway point in 2021. Uh, obviously, you know, the Sox did not uh, win the World Series last year. Uh, they didn't even make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I remember arguments I, I were having with friends, and, and maybe you remember this too last year, and, you know, the Sox just aren't beating uh, good teams and um, you know, smoke and mirrors, and they're just, they're not getting the, they were 17 games over 500 at the halfway mark. I, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, so what's left in July for our uh, Chicago White Sox? Well, they've got three more uh, with Detroit, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they go to Cleveland uh, four games in three days. Uh, they got a doubleheader uh, in that series, and then four at Minnesota. Boy, these are going to be big games next week. And then you've got an all-star break. I think we all can use a break uh, from this team. And then four against Cleveland. Um, a lot of division baseball, but it's it's how they're playing. Uh, you know, uh, yesterday's win against Minnesota, I should say Wednesday's win against Minnesota, exciting. It had to happen much a needed win, right? But did it really fulfill you? I don't know. For me, it was just I, I was able to breathe a sigh of relief talking with, obviously, uh, my good friend and co-host from the Good Guys Talk Back podcast, Pat Hester, on the previous episode. Um, it, it was just a good sign. Okay, you know, we're starting to hit the ball. Uh, Aloy came back, and he made an impact immediately. Um, we were able to show some life. And instead of being seven and a half back, we were only five and a half back. But I wasn't fully satisfied, you know, especially after still that Monday night game uh, where we completely uh, let it go. Anyway, we're here now playing Detroit. And uh, Cease was on the hill on Thursday. He owned uh, the Tigers uh, coming into Thursday. Um, and it's really tough to continually beat a team, no matter what you are doing. Even if you're in some sort of Chicago sport and social league, you're on a volleyball team or a softball team, and you just beat this team all season long, you know, two, three, four times, it's tough to beat them continually. It just sometimes they'll figure it out. And I don't really think the Tigers necessarily figured Cease out. 
on Thursday. Seas had an outstanding game that we're going to talk about. He just didn't get any run support. Uh, coming into Thursday's game, I mentioned it before, Dylan Seas had a record of 10-0 with an ERA of 1.91 and 75 strikeouts in 11 appearances against the Tigers. Uh, he saw the Tigers twice uh, this season, combined uh, 10 innings altogether, only gave up one earned run. So the Tigers, what they did on Thursdays, they put seven left-handers in the lineup. And that's a response, obviously, because Cease is a right-handed pitcher. We've seen Tony La Russa use that strategy quite a bit uh, this year. And it might be tough to, for Cease to possibly strike guys out with that slider. You know, that slider of his that bites uh, away uh, sometimes from a right-handed hitter. Uh, it's coming into a left-handed hitter. Uh, and again, that's why Detroit decided to stack uh, the lineup. Now, we'll talk more if that was successful or not, but he, here were Dylan Cease's last seven starts all together, uh, pitching pretty well. Of course, he was the uh, AL Pitcher of the Month in June. So last seven starts for Cease coming into Thursday's game, ERA 0.46, uh, 39 and a third innings, only 21 walks, 54 strikeouts, and 125 swings and misses. So how did Detroit's strategy of padding the lineup with lefties uh, pan out? More on that uh, in a moment. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. The sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball fans. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. Check the latest values of your favorite cards with 7-day or 30-day charts. Find the best prices and buy directly through the app with our eBay Deals feature. Plus, it's completely free. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free Sports Card Investor app has something for you. With the free Sports Card Investor app, you can pull out those old cards of your favorite childhood players and see how much they are worth today. Uh, I have done this. I've gone through some of the boxes and bins that I have in my basement, and it is fascinating to go through some of those uh, Robin Ventura cards and Frank Thomas, Jack McDowell, Bo Jackson. Uh, awesome. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple app stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Well, Detroit had a strategy, and, you know, it didn't necessarily work. Um uh, in the first, it was an easy one, two, three for Dylan Seas. Got a couple of ground balls and then got Javi Baez, who uh, he was involved quite a bit in this game. Uh, got Baez to strike out only 14 pitches uh, for Dylan Seas. Uh, second inning runners and first and third with nobody out uh, and three strikeouts from Seas to get out of that jam. Uh, he's got almost that, you know, 12 to six uh, slider uh, working. And it was working well. I mean, it was dancing, it was biting, it was diving, uh, no matter if it was a lefty or over, over righty. 
Uh, third inning, another solid inning. Two hits, four strikeouts, one walk, 46 pitches after three innings. Uh, here is when uh, the blemish occurred. Fourth inning, Javi Baez, of course, uh, leads off with a home run to left field. It seems like he's either a strikeout or a home run. Of course, going back to his uh, Cubs days, uh, this time damage was done. Uh, one nothing Detroit. Uh, no further damage, though, done in the inning. Cease in the fifth, getting squeezed by the home plate ump. Um, Ethan Katz was irate, uh, White Sox pitching coach. Uh, throwing Cease was throwing 98 miles per hour at the 81 pitch mark, overcame a bunch of obstacles, basically from the uh, home plate ump, and got out of the inning without issue. The slider was working. Um, just an absolute shame. He got zero run support. Uh, sixth inning, Dylan was back out there. Uh, there was a graphic they showed on uh, NBC Sports Chicago telecast. Uh, he was at 133 strikeouts on the season at this point, which puts him at third best before the All-Star break in Sox history, sitting behind Chris Sale and Wilbur Wood. Cease might get to that number two spot before the actual break happens. Uh, 91 pitches with one out in the sixth. He got out of that inning, and that was it uh, for Cease on the day. Six innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, three walks, eight strikeouts, uh, one home run. His ERA now sits at 2.45. He threw 101 pitches. I got to say, what else can you ask from Dylan Cease there? Um, you know, unfortunately, he's not going to get, you know, another win on that tally. But the numbers he's going to have against Detroit are so impressive uh, for his career. It was a, a great outing. Uh, Lambert had the seventh and eighth, and uh, he gave up nothing. Uh, Banks comes in in the ninth. And uh, he comes in to face a bunch of righties. Uh, interesting strategy by Tony Larusa. It's a one-to-nothing game, and they went with Banks. And there's probably a variety of reasons. You know, Graveman uh, pitched a bunch. Uh, Hendricks, I think, pitched back-to-back -back days. You know, who's who knows what's going on with Kelly? Uh, the sacks are thin. You know, Lopez has pitched a bunch. Uh, so you go with Banks and uh, Detroit. Made him pay, tacked on another run. Uh, it was 2-0 Detroit in the top of the ninth. It might as well have been 8-0 the way the Sox were hitting. Uh, just really tough, uh, really tough luck, I guess, for Cease. And uh, confusion with Banks coming in. But when you look at the options, what are you going to do? Um, what a difference a day makes. Why can't the White Sox carry over their stellar offensive production from the previous game? It's been going on forever. Uh, we're going to talk more on that uh, in a moment. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But please uh, listen to this. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. 
Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast. They are amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can also enjoy them guilt free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Uh, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Okay, so uh, some happenings with the Sox offense before the game even started. If you looked at the lineup and you're saying, what is going on? Andrew Vaughn hit a two-run home run on Wednesday. He is not in the game. Uh, according to Larusa, he was not feeling well, so he was not in the lineup. Uh, Mancata was in the lineup. Uh, he was uh, pulled late in the game on Wednesday after falling a ball off his foot, uh, thankfully. X-rays were negative, I believe, and he was back out there, which was great. Uh, Lurie Garcia, the hero of Wednesday, uh, was not in the lineup. Uh, Harrison was at second base. And uh, the Sox, they've got Aloy back, and there's so much data and so much information on how better the Sox are with Aloy in the lineup. Could he carry his offensive ways over into Thursday? Uh, how many times do we see it as a as a fan as a fan bunch as a fandom as as loyal White Sox fans? The Sox score a bunch of runs uh, one night, you know, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, Everybody is getting in at it, and then the next game, nothing. Anemic, lifeless, power outage. Um, well, I threw that uh, question out on Twitter and. Uh, a great follow, uh, Nick underscore uh, BPSS. He got back and he had some great data. Uh, this is what he had to say uh, on my uh, question. White Sox have scored nine plus runs nine times. Uh, however, they were six and three in those games. Uh, they've averaged a little over four runs per game in the eight games after those, uh, not counting Thursdays. Uh, Sacks were four and four in those games, but they've lost the last three such games by a combined score of 23 to seven. So it, something is going on. The data was showing uh, that, you know what, after the Sacks go crazy and score a bunch, uh, they seem to be uh, lifeless the following night. Uh, Sacks without a hit after five innings, just one base runner, Harrison with a walk. Entering the game, uh, Detroit Tigers starter Bo Brisky had a one and six record with an ERA of 4.54 and 46 strikeouts and 13 appearances on the season. The White Sox made this starter uh, look like a vintage Verlander or Johan Santana from years ago, if you remember that. Uh, uh, he, hey, he had it going on somehow. The Sox could not figure him out. Uh, finally, in the sixth inning, Sox get their first hit. 
Uh, Harrison was the leadoff hitter. Hey, last 15 games uh, for Harrison in 45 at-bats, his slash line, 356, 463, and 511. Uh, so now here comes a really interesting decision. Uh, McGuire, Reese McGuire, the catcher of the game, uh, bunts Harrison over. Now, you can have the debate. You know, I'm, their numbers are going to show you that was probably not the smartest de- decision to make. Here we are in the sixth inning kind of playing for the tie. Not a popular decision at all. And especially with McGuire, hey, he's been known lately to rip a double or even get a base hit. He's been swinging the bat well. And I just didn't think taking the bat out of his hand was the right decision there. Um, Tim Anderson grounds out on a, on a play that was reviewed. It looked like uh, the first baseman did not kind of have been possession to use like a, an NFL term. It looked like he was bobbling the ball and never really had it all the way through, but he was uh, called out. Uh, Pollock was up a wild pitch. Harrison got to third and then AJ Pollock uh, lined out to Baez. There's that name again at shortstop. Uh, seventh inning, something going on. Abreu with one out, uh, with a one-out hit. He was on a 12-game hitting streak, which is great. Uh, Detroit made a pitching change. Aloy strikes out, and then Abreu was caught in between, running uh, from second, trying to get back to first. Uh, it looked like the ball was going to get past the catcher. At least I'm sure that's what Abreu thought. Not good uh, there. Ninth inning is when really the only excitement uh, happened for this team. Uh, Lurie Garcia comes into the game off the bench to hit for McGuire. Now I get it. He was the hero for Wednesday. Tony LaRussa absolutely loves Lurie Garcia. Uh, but you had Sebi Zavala on the bench and you could have done just a quick switch. You know, legend, the legend came into hit for McGuire. Why not pull Sebi uh, off the bench and have Sebi hit? Uh, in the last two weeks, Sebi Zavala has the most RBIs and the second most hits on the White Sox. Uh, but that was not the decision made. That was uh, that did not go well for Lurie Garcia in that at bat. Tim Anderson finally gets his first hit of the homestand. Pollock walked uh, two on with one out. Luis Robert is up. And, uh, you know, he was being tempted to expand his zone. A lot of pitches outside sliders outside that is going to be what Robert gets uh, he finally takes an outside pitch down the first base line over an outstretched first baseman Tim Anderson scores 2-1 Detroit Abreu is now up he has got to put the ball in play here we got runners second and third a fly out something uh, a sack fly I'm sorry something to score that run he struck out Abreu struck out in a pitch that was two feet out of the zone you want to talk about someone that was just over aggressive and then Aloy Jimenez is up and uh, he could not carry over his magic from Wednesday he grounds out to shortstop Baez once again game over Sox final line offensively one run four hits uh, one extra base hit uh, it was the double by Robert in the ninth. Uh, Sox walked twice, struck out six times, and were one for five with runners in scoring position. Uh, the Sox get right back at it Friday night, um, and then a couple day games, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, pitching matchups for this weekend, Giolito on Friday, Cueto on Saturday, and it looks like Kopech on Sunday. 
the Sox need to take all three of these. They need to go in with momentum in Cleveland. However, you know, to my previous point and what we've been talking about, you know, even if the Sox sweep, you know, and score, you know, 13 runs, 12 runs on Sunday, I'm not convinced that's going to carry over into Cleveland. Obviously, consistency matters, and that's what needs to start happening with the Sox game. It has to start happening now. Uh, this July stretch, uh, they're going to be running out of time very soon. Uh, folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked on White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Locked on White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap the rest of the Detroit series and get you ready for the big series in Cleveland. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski, and until next time, go Sox!